If you're a business owner in central Indiana that wants your own podcast, Absorb can help. We tackle every aspect of your podcast from management, production, audio engineering, and visuals, and you can have guests call in remotely no matter where they are. Reach out to us at AbsorbProductions.com to learn more about our podcast production services for you. Hey guys, you are listening to the Absorb cast, and today we are going to talk about how important a brand is for your business. Now, this is just going to be a kind of brief overview because uh, there are a lot of different elements that go into this that we'll have to do a whole other episode on, uh, talking about specifics that go into a brand. So today, I hope you enjoy talking this overview of what is a brand. So branding. What is a brand, Caitlin? Oh, Are you telling me it's more than just a logo? It is definitely more than just a logo. Logo what? is like the least important part of your brand. Are you kidding me? No, that's the first thing and the only thing you need for your business. That's what a lot of people think, but <laughs> no, it is not. Um, a logo is literally the least important part of your brand, mm-hmm. period. A logo is, in in the industry, it's called a visual identity. And uh, there's different types of logos. We can go into that, too. So there's, you know, logos, there's word marks, there's lockups, there's all kinds of different things, monograms. There are all different types of logos. Uh, that's that's a whole other thing. Oh, there's you know? types of logos or versions of logos? There are types of logos. What's a version of a logo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll talk about ours, for example, like the AS. That's That's a monogram. Okay. So yeah. for for us, our brands for Absorb Studios, we have our, our monogram logo and then we have a logo type and a lockup. So a lockup is a a visual logo. So for us it's the monogram and the word mark. So that's that's the logo type mm. that is put together to create the lockup. Industry terms. Fun and stuff. that's the whole brand. That's it. That's it. That's end of the episode. No. Uh so a brand makes up everything about your business. So it it brings up the business's uh, target audience, tone of voice, mission, vision, values. Um, There's a whole science behind color. So color theory gets involved in it. So the color palette that you choose, the typography that you choose, the fonts, like uh, you can even go into like photo imagery styles. These, These are all different elements of a brand that creates your brand strategy, your brand reputation for your business. So when I say the logo is the least important part, I mean that because there's there's a whole strategy that goes into it. So I as as a starting off as a video production company, when you came on and really brought a real brand to which I did not. I brought a logo to you. You brought okay, <laughs> you brought brand experience um when yeah, it wasn't a true brand. I know you said, but oh, just I was just so frustrated by that. <laughs> thinking that way, even now, just bringing, just having a brand is so important. And I think that a lot of people lack that. Where, um, a lot of small, especially in the creative field, the their company is just them, their name. It doesn't go past that. Now, now is that I don't know if that they have their own brand, but would you call that a brand? Like if it's what do you mean? Say I have I started a uh, photography. It's Austin's photography, and it's like just a logo, and you never see anything else outside of that. Well, most people don't see anything else from your brand. It's usually behind the scenes stuff. So it's the strategy that goes into it. So if Austin's photography has a very specific target audience that you're reaching out to, and you have 
a strategy in place, like you have a specific tone of voice. Like if you start, if Austin's photography, you know, um, creates a video series and in every video series you call all your followers, you know, Austinites or something so, like that. Yeah. That's part of a brand. So a lot of people fall into their own brand. Yeah. Uh, by accident. But they, right. but they don't realize that that's what it is. So, no. you know, a lot of influencers, uh, they are their own brands, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of times they'll have like specific hashtags that they create or, you know, they'll have a, a tone of voice, like a sense of language that they use. If you look at like Instagram feeds, they all have a visual identity that they follow for themselves. Those are all pieces of a brand. It's funny just thinking my mind went to uh, work in retail at Lowe's and selling mowers and grills. And I was thinking there's, there's customers that would come in and ask for specific ones of us. They either heard about us or worked with, you know, with us before. And I thought it was kind of funny because it's thinking of like where we, we kind of were our own little brands of characters. In with, Lowe's? With like you individually? Yeah. No, me? Yeah. Is not, that what you're not saying? Not very many people ask for me, but I'm saying there's people <laughs> would come in and ask like, hey, is so-and-so here when like I could just as much help them in any mm. way, but they want to work with this, you know, that, that, old school old town mindset it's like i wonder if those were the in original influencers back in the day was the old shop <laughs> keeps like now oh, i want to talk to who you know well car dealers that's a thing they'll only work yeah. with certain car dealers that's um, and my grandpa is a car dealer shout out greg heimer uh, a, <laughs> um, modern day influencer yeah but. he is he's mm-hmm. becoming a modern day influencer my grandpa is no, he, does. Yeah, um, he does his own youtube channel he does yeah smoking meat with papa but shout he, out to that. yeah smoking meat with papa look it up if you like um, smoking meat <laughs> so um my grandpa like he he works at a car dealership in his hometown in in Indiana here and he recently retired but he had so many people that wanted to work with him specifically that his dealership asked him to work from home and only come in for consultations for the people that refused to work with anyone else outside of him that is a brand like so my grandpa like has his own your his own identity can be, your character can be your own brand yeah your personality and character and that's what influencers are they, it just, is, they, yeah. they take their character and personality and associate it with a product or service yep they they market themselves mm-hmm. as a brand which is this that's a thing i mean influencer marketing is it's whole that's a yeah. whole industry in itself but when we're talking about businesses specifically, you know, within a brand, let's let's go back to the roots of Absorb Productions. So yeah. at, at what point did you know that you needed, you know, a, a brand or a logo? A lo- we'll, start, well, we'll start there. Everyone knows they need a logo to have a business or it's not a business, right? True. I don't remember when I came to you with the logo, but um, to go back to what, what I was saying when I was just talking about brand, for me back then, when... I seen you branding out our invoices, our proposals mm. and all that. That's when it really like it took us up a whole level just by having things branded made yeah. us look. And we got compliments right off the bat. We did. People, yeah. You had clients ask you to make them proposals because they liked ours so much. It's true. And that and I swear putting time into your proposals is something that. I don't know what it is, but exactly, but just having that feels so legit and it feels so much more professional and just branding your proposal too. I don't know. I just remember being really impressed when I seen that. That's when I seen you doing that for us, I was like, okay, this is super important. And this is, needs to be like priority one that we need to focus on following this kind of stuff. Cause it makes it, there's a seriousness that comes along with that, that you, you know who you are. And I think if, if your company knows who they are, you take them serious on knowing that they're confident in what they can do for you or what their product is that they're selling to you or 
Yeah. And so for us with our, our own brand, we'd started with just a logo because, um, frankly, I didn't know a whole lot about branding. I, I knew that we needed mission, vision, values, tone of voice, color vision, scheme. Like we, yeah. we needed all of that stuff. I didn't know enough about the company to tell you anything anyway. Well, that was the issue. Yeah. And so, you know, for the first three-ish, four-ish years of Absorb Productions, we were using just this one logo. We had a couple different variations over it that... It it stayed the same, you know, the, yeah. the visual identity stayed the same, but we had a couple of like, we had a horizontal version, a vertical version, and we played with some different like font weights and things like that. But all in all, it was only a logo. Like it didn't go anywhere else outside of that. And then it got to the point where we needed a website, we needed the proposals, we needed just different like design pieces. So I had a color scheme that we worked with. And then I said, okay, we're only going to use this specific font for us. It was Avenir for a long time. Um, I still like that font. Well, we don't use it anymore. <laughs> but um, so that was kind of the start to Absorb's brand. But really what what made us change it was we realized that there wasn't any depth to it outside of, okay, we have a font, we have colors, and we have a logo. That's mm-hmm. it. Because we didn't, we didn't know where Absorb was going or what we wanted it to be. And so... That's when we sat down, we ran through a branding workshop for ourselves, and we came up with mission, vision, values, business plan, tone of voice, and then used all of that to influence our color scheme, the font choices that we made, the actual visual identities that we're using, an icon library, everything else that went inside of that based off of our business plan, what we wanted it to be. And it's cool, like when you go through that process, it's like everything comes together and this this thing exists outside of you. And that's just, it's a really cool feeling that it's like, well, it has its own identity. Yeah. And and, and it's our responsibility to make sure that it stays that way, that, mm-hmm. that it will continue to have its own identity. And we do that by following brand guidelines, right? Exactly. What yep. are brand guidelines? Brand guidelines are like your rule book of your business, what you are allowed to do. So content that you produce, anything that you make for your business should follow your brand guidelines. So Think of it like your your brand's wardrobe. You know, you have two shirts to choose from and three pairs of pants and maybe two pairs of shoes and a couple of jackets. And you can mix and match those things to create different styles. But all in all, it is your brand's collective style that you are following. And so when I say style, you know, think of it like, um, you know, we, we mentioned tone of voice a couple of times. So tone of voice is, you know, basically how you talk to your audience. So first you need to determine who your target audience is and what their tone of voice is. So if you're talking to, if your target audience is Gen Z, you know, people that are in high school right now, or, you know, their early 20s, something like that, they have a very different tone of voice. They have, you know, a different sense of humor, a different common language about them, and they will use different social channels and in different ways to communicate with each other than, say, millennials or baby boomers like those those are all very different target audiences so first you have to determine who your target audience is who you're selling to who your consumers are and then develop your tone of voice outside of that so do you want your business to be authoritative do you want it to be relatable do you want it to be fun do you want it to be you know firm and approachable or professional or basically what kind of vibe do you want your business to give off and then you develop your content around that that is step one. <laughs> so would you would you say brand guidelines are required for a brand? Yes. You you will not have a brand without brand without guidelines. guidelines. Yeah. Well, like I I could see somebody starting out with a brand and some and they started off here's the elements we've used, the colors, the font, and all this stuff, and then 
they just kind of wing it from there and they don't actually put together a rule book to yeah well so that's because i've worked with we've worked with clients where i've they've handed me brand guidelines when making their videos and then i've had some that don't even have that at all and it's kind of just wild west like here's our color and font and that's it yeah and which i mean color and font are the starter case to make content i mean that's what we operated off of for three years ourselves because we just Mm -hmm. didn't have the time to put into our own brand because we're making brands for everyone else (laughs) um but um yeah so like target audience should be the very first thing that you determine um like out of everything for your brand should be the very first thing because then that is what influences your tone of voice and then from there you can choose um, well, I guess let me back up your mission, your, your company mission should be number one out of everything. Cause you, you're not going to know who your target audience is without a mission. Um, so you have to know what your company does and, and who you're selling to first. And then from there, that's when you can start applying color theory. You can start applying psychology and different things to, you know, come into scale with the design choices that you make. So this is this is a, a whole thing <laughs> in the design industry, but color theory um, is something that you know. If you look up the meaning of any color, I, color theory. I my background in that it comes from color grading. I can understand mm, that when yeah. it comes to. I mean, set design, wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone is interested, I would recommend looking into color theory because mm-hmm. it is it's a very expansive field. But when applied to brands, you know, you choose two to three at the most generally <laughs> uh colors to base your brand off of and then you can create a palette off of that so when it comes to you know color palettes you have hues um so hues and tones base basically are how saturated or desaturated are the colors but you stay within the same realm so for us for the Absorb Studios brand, we have this kind of golden look for Absorb Studios. We have Productions, which is this kind of green color. Communications is this sort of reddish maroon color. Um, and then Experience is this blue teal sort of color. But we made sure to keep all of them muted. And the reason behind that is because we know our audience, we, we're actually kind of reverse engineering this because the audience that we're going for are you know, business owners and we want to look professional, but because we are a creative agency, we create our own content. We also want to have that kind of fun, approachable edge that shows like, yes, we know what we're doing, but we also kind of put our own spin on it, you know? Yeah. Cause the, I'm, the whole thing we were talking about is like not to be trendy, like everybody exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, when you look at most marketing agencies, they all go for the bright, poppy, very awesome looking brands that are cool. They're fun, you know, they're approachable, but it's not really the culture that that we wanted to go for mm-hmm. for absorb. So if you look into color theory, literally any color has a meaning. You can just Google it, you know, and say and and there's some really interesting things on, you know, if you look up red logos, like what does red mean? Red means, you know, authoritative or um it can mean energetic or vibrant or all these different meanings. But if you think of you know, logos that use the color red, you think of Coca-Cola and look at everything they create. They use red as an accent color because it is their logo color. So in all of their commercials, their ads, their campaigns, like anything that they create, they do use red, but it's usually accents throughout things. So it, it really accentuates when there is red in the frame or when there's red that you're looking at, it's usually their label or their Coca-Cola can. Um, because they, they use color grading, like you were mentioning, to kind of bring out that red essence because that is what their brand is created on. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said, when you talk about re- reverse engineering, 
mm-hmm. to find your brand, right? Would you? That's how everyone should start, right? You should start at your customer base yes. and work backwards from there. I think people always do the opposite. They think of their their logo. Yep. And logo, what logo is going to appeal to? Well, most of the people make the logos for themselves. It's not. It's not for the. The it's not for the company or it's well, like you said, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. So it just seems like whatever. Well, me with our first logo was it look yeah. cool? That's it. Which I mean, you should have a logo that you're proud of, but your logo needs to resonate with who you are selling things to, because mm-hmm. otherwise you're not going to make any sales. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you create a logo, like just as an example, if your target audience is, um, I don't know, caregivers of elderly people or something. Your logo should look very different from like a preschool or, you yeah. know, or, or like or a full a, throttle energy drink with flames. Yeah. In it. Or, or a dog groomer. Yeah. Like these are all very different things. And your logo, just because you like the color purple does not mean that your brand should be purple. Yeah. And I, well, that's the first mistake I think a lot of people make is it's yeah. always their favorite color or something. And they, they don't even think about color theory at all, yeah. which I think a, looking at a brand or a company that has a brand can tell you a lot about their seriousness and maturity as a business owner. It's true. Um, and we've, I mean, early on we started filtering our clients that way. Like really, if you don't have a brand or anything close to a guideline that you're following, you're, you probably aren't heading in the right direction. If you're not even going to consider that, even yeah. when we, we, you know, consult with them on that. Mm-hmm. And if they're wanting to like brush on by that and not take that serious, then you don't take your, you don't take what you're doing serious at all. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that comes from education on our part too, you know, so something that we get pretty frequently is, you know, small business owners or, or medium sized businesses that want a logo. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know anything about brands and they'll no. come to us and ask us to create a logo, which we can do, but we're not going to create a logo without working on brand strategy. And most of the time they don't want to pay for that because they don't yeah. understand it. They, they don't pay see... 50 bucks for a fiber logo or something. Yeah. It... Which I mean, that's, that's okay in some cases, you know, like if you, if you own like a drop shipping company or something that like you really don't need a logo, yeah. you know, if you just want to have something to put on an invoice or something, then okay, or like a trucking company, you know, something along those I, that lines. Makes sense. Like yeah. you don't, you don't always need it for every single industry. But I would say ninety-eight percent of the businesses out there should have a brand. So I think what what we see in here, and this is what I think a lot of people are thinking too, when they hear brand, they think of a logo, and when they think of, they think their logo is the brand, or when they say well, branding something is just slapping a logo on it, like they. I don't know. I I think it's more common for people to not even know the word brand at all. Yeah, they know the word logo. Mm-hmm. No one knows what that is, though. I think they think of brand, what brand of cereal. Like they just you know yeah. brands. It's the only time they probably use it. In but the- even that, I mean, when you think of, I I feel like something that's that's common is people to say name brand or off brand. Mm-hmm. And what's what's the separating value there between a name brand and, a, um, and an off brand or a store brand price? Usually, right? Visual identity. I mean, if you were to compare Kraft mac and cheese to, you know, the generic mac and cheese or whatever, those boxes are going to look similar, but the Kraft is going to look better. Yeah. Yeah, because it's... Because yeah, they have a brand. Because yeah. most of the time you'll hear the brand, the people will say craft, but yep. off-brand don't even bother saying it. No. There's no I can't even think of an off-brand name. Great like, value. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Well, usually it's the name <laughs> yeah. of you know, the, the grocery store you're at. Yeah. But. So it, to wrap this up, 
You're telling me a logo is not a brand? No. What? <laughs> Isn't that how we started this episode? Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what we get, we arrived to. Um, uh, I think that's all. I think that's all we're going to go on about for now because this, yeah. this could run deep. But, could. Uh, it is. There is there is a whole science behind every piece inside of a brand, and that's why you should have a brand designer or, the very minimum, a graphic designer that knows about branding to help you walk I through these things. I think any startup should look at that first. Oh, absolutely. If you if you're a startup, especially if you have funding and you're looking to build out, you know, a, an entire organization based off of your company, you need to have a brand because mm-hmm. a brand for big companies even goes as far as you know creating. Your internal, like, um, internal team values and your team culture, mm-hmm. your company culture is all centered around the brand we as well. We not touch on that at all. Yeah. yeah. But, well, that's all we're going to talk about today on this episode when it comes to brand. And remember, your logo is not your brand, right? <laughs> <laughs> a logo is not a brand. Your logo is a part of your brand, right? Yeah. Is that how you would say your, your logo is the visual identity of your brand. That's a better way to put it. Right, <laughs> we will talk to you guys in the next episode, or you will listen to. I always say talk to you guys, and I feel awkward saying that because, like, well, we are talking to them, but they're we're not talking ta- to them. They're not talking back to us. Though. Yeah, we, <laughs> you guys are making this awkward. Say something. All right, that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to host your own talk show? Podcasting is easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. Follow the link in the show notes and let Buzzsprout know we sent you to get $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and help support this show.